Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to talk about the Challenge Ride or Die Season 38, Episode 18, the first episode of the final. Before we get started, we wanted to give a few patron shout-outs. Leo, Johan, Orn, Bjorkson, Billy L., thank you for your support. If you too would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. Helps keep the show going. You get a bonus episode per week. With that, what did we think of the first episode of the final? I enjoyed it. It was fun. I thought it was fine. Like, it's just, I don't know. With these finals, until we don't get a mile and a half tangram uh, and run at the end, like, it's very skeptical. I'm just very skeptical about the whole beginning of it. I mean, what do you realistically think will come out of this first day seven phase portion of the final? Like a like a Devin and, and Tori don't get a, a yeah. Devin and Tori don't have to go into elimination. Day. Yeah, Devin and Tori don't have to go into elimination. They get a two minute head start probably. And do we really think that they're going to do an elimination after Olivia and Horacio were just removed from the game? I think they could. And take it down I, to I mean, Venetia and Jordan already. Uh, the, I guess the reason why they might not want to do an elimination is because if Venetia and Jordan win, then we're just like, all right, like we don't, we don't need to watch the rest of this. Yeah, at that because point, it's just they, like, oh god. If they do do an elimination, at that point, they'll have two teams for the next two episodes, essentially, right? Because yeah. we found out last week that this final will most likely be a three-part episode. The episode yeah. that we saw it is a three part, yeah. And then the next two weeks. I think my I I thought the episode was 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 alright, uh, that happened on Wednesday. I think it was would have been much better if it was sixty minutes instead of ninety minutes. And based off of the reports that we've heard, that's what we expect to get the next couple of weeks. But overall we'll I thought there was they did a good job with the music. I thought there were some really good lighthearted moments. Yeah that we didn't necessarily get throughout the course of the season. There were still some of the problems that we've complained about throughout the course of the season. But overall, I thought it was almost kind of a little bit of an attitude adjustment from mm-hmm. what we've seen so far in Rider Dies. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess it kind of had to be. It, was only so, it can only be so depressing if you're running the final the whole day, right? Yeah. I'm honestly kind of surprised that they didn't hit the existential moments a little bit more. It's, we didn't re, I don't think we really got one throughout the entire course of the episode. And that's kind of been pervasive throughout the entire course of the season. So I wonder why they took the foot off the gas on that. If that was a conscious yeah, decision. Like, or if they're just waiting for the next couple of episodes. The closest thing I can remember is Devin and Tori had some spiel about how they've been here for seven seasons and haven't won yet and stuff. Like, I mean, it makes sense for them to air that. It has been seven seasons and they've both been in and around finals for a long time. So I can see why they'd give them their two minutes there. But I didn't think that was excessive. Yeah, I still feel like they've telegraphed Evan and Tori are winning with the way that they yeah, edited I, this last episode. It's like screaming at you that Devin and Tori are going to win. Yeah, I think it's pretty much over. Like, I think it's done. You think it's over? Really? Rob, have I ever been wrong about this in the like X number of seasons that the first episode of the final we've had we've had this conversation every single season that we've recapped. That after the first episode, I say it's over, and then you say, "Oh, really? It's over?" And then those people win. It's happened every. Well, season. It's, I feel like how, how it usually happens is it's you and I disagree about who's going to win, and you say it's it's over after a day, and you pivoted at that point. What uh, the fuck are you talking about? I said that Jenny was going to like dominate in total madness, and no, you, you were, like up in arms about it. 
No, 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 no. I go back and rewatch the tape. I, going into the final, I was very confident Jenny was going to win. You thought Jenny and Casey would be close. No, that's fucking horseshit. That, that, Dude, no, that is complete fucking bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Fine. go back and I'm gonna fucking edit what it up the, on the beginning of this yeah. episode, Rob. I was talking about how do dominant it. fucking do Jenny it. was gonna be, and you were like completely up in arms, sidestepping like do you normally do. A hundred percent. I'm going to do it. And last season, you two okay, before the before the final, we're talking about how you can never see Casey winning because quote unquote Casey doesn't want it enough. She doesn't seem like a winner. Well, she I, she my, fucking my goes and wins, dude. My take, my take was that she was going to be bad in the final, and she was bad in the final. It doesn't fucking matter, doing. Rob. It doesn't fucking matter. She, my my take was she was going to be bad in the final, and I was right. She was bad. She was bad. She still won no, though. You said she doesn't look like a winner. She doesn't like she. Yeah, she can she give you the feeling like of a winner, but it doesn't fucking matter, Rob. But my take was that not that anything winner edit whatever. My take was that I didn't. I think she was lacking the intensity to run a final, and I think that bore out in the and way the final went out. She was bad for largely the entire final, and until they gifted her a win, pairing her with CT on the last part of the day. All right, let's get into the fast five. Put, put in Discord right now. Put in Discord right now. Somebody, hey, who in total madness heading into the final, go find the clip. Put it out on, on Discord. I can't. Right I now. honestly, I honestly, I honestly can't believe you're even saying about this about total madness. We literally had like this because <laughs> I'm right. No, because you're fucking delusional, Rob. Like I was like literally on the side of Jenny. I thought she was going to fucking dominate. Yeah, and then Devin literally did say that. If anything, I was the one hemming and hawing a little bit. No, I'm, I'm going to literally fucking go back and find it. I literally can't we'll believe you, you think this right now. Like, how, I st- thought how stoned are you? Casey would be cool. How stoned are you? <laughs> well, I, I'm 100% so. I'm 100% Your eyes are fucking high high shot right now. Because <laughs> yeah, um, it's because I was out until 3 last night. And I look, I, I'm actually, I don't know if people, I'm sober. I don't I don't drink. I don't do anything. Uh, but I was out late and I had a Muay Thai in the morning and I'm tired. <laughs> but I'm 100%. <laughs> I drink enough for both of you teetotalers. But I, I'm 100 percent because I thought Bailey and Casey would be close in the total madness final. That was my take. I thought they would be competitive, and obviously Bailey had um, ended up not even completing it. So, but I thought the two of them would be close. That was my take. Okay, let's get into the fast five recap. Episode 17. Everyone comes back to the house after the last elimination. They celebrate that they've made it to the final. Tori and Devin talk about how they've made it to back-to-back finals, and it's brought up that Anissa, I think Olivia brings it up, that Anissa has not made it to a final in 13 years. I was thinking I didn't this. realize that. That actually blew my mind that the last time she ran a final was Duel 2, because she's done so oh. many goddamn seasons since then. Okay, also, hand-raised. So All-Stars doesn't count? Mm. Was she in a I- final in All-Stars? Yeah, she, she was. was. All-Stars one final. When, when Big Easy was like going to quit, and then he turns it around to motivate. Yeah, he was like, Anissa, I'm good with quitting if you will. <laughs> no, that was, no, that was Jemmy. Jemmy. He was, that he was Jemmy. Trying to, he was trying to make Jemmy quit, but then on the last stage, Anissa and Big Easy were like 12 hours walking. Everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that should count. But so what I was thinking about was Anissa in this episode talks about how the finers are so difficult and how mentally and physically taxing they are. What's the hardest final Anissa's been in? Is it the All Stars one final? Probably the All Stars one final, yeah. Because it's not, it's then Duel 2. Like, it's not Gauntlet 2. She didn't do anything. The Duel 2 final took three hours. Like, it was not a long final. And it seems like she walked a decent amount of it. She did. Mark Long walked next to her. Yeah, Mark Long was like, I got my my check made already, ma'am. We're okay here. We We can chill. 
Johnny gives a toast in front of everyone that's left in the game. Anissa says that finals can be tricky and that anything can happen and it's not going to be easy for anyone. (laughs) We get to a workout montage. Johnny plays the guitar for everyone while they work out and they splice in TJ on a motorcycle, which dude, honestly, I was, this is another thought that I had too. Like the person who makes these decisions for the show must have wanted to be the next Michael Bay or Jerry Brockheimer and their career just fucking fell apart Literally. and this is where they're at now. Because I don't yeah. fucking every time shit. I every time I see one of these scenes, I all I think of is the scene you know the scene from South Park where they bring in Michael Bay to like help out the Federal Intelligence Agency and he just explosions, 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 car crash, car crash that, that's just what I think every time. Yeah. That's what it is. And the other thing that it's was hilarious crazy. is they were also channeling TJ's inner Jeff Probst in so many of these setups. It was like, oh my God. Like, they even had stunt doubles writing stuff for him. Like, it was just like, good lord. Do you remember, do you remember, I think it was, uh, shit, was it season two for Australia where he, like, gets in a helicopter and they fly him and then he's, like, on a boat in the New York Harbor? There's one for, it's either Australia or Africa. I can't remember where. He's on the back of, he's on the back, on, on, like, the side of the helicopter with his feet. Sitting on the like the landing gear, yeah, and then all of a sudden they just like fucking like bank away on the helicopter, yeah. and it's almost like he like if he wasn't like fastening, he would just fly off the side. He would have flown off the helicopter. <laughs> it, it was just Did ridiculous they... the stuff they were I'm doing here. Think... I'm trying to think about in Survivor. Do they play it like? Do they play it straight or is it like campy? What do you mean? I feel like Propes like, plays they... that straight. It's not like, campy. Are they because my thing with the challenge, if it was like Johnny Mosey where they're kind of making a joke out of it, I could, I could like withstand it a bit more. But they always play it so seriously that it just becomes so grating very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think in Survivor when they did that with probes, and it's only really once a season, just at the end when they have him like helicopter, jet ski, or whatever. Um, do they play it seriously, or is it like played? They play it serious to me. Yeah, they used to play that seriously for sure. Okay. The other That's thing that thing was also TK. super it's just fucking... like every time it's like it's like he's like in a freaking Fast and the Furious movie yeah. walking out with Dude, uh, I didn't Vin get... Diesel. It just hor- so it happens later in this episode too, where he's on the ATV. This made no sense to me at all. He's on the ATV and they randomly just show him kind of like slalom on the ATV back and forth for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. It's like what the fuck is going on? We're filling like, time as well. Like, why, did we, why did we need to like? Why did we feel the need to give give like TJ some action shots in here? You know, like it just didn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I hate maybe it's it. in his it's contract my, now he's good he gets half a mil to show up for these seasons so it's it's one of my least favorite things recurring that and the interrogations are like two of the things that just i i can't stand dude i don't I, what i really don't like is when they splice in the post-production footage oh, that God. They filmed i was TJ about to say that and make it seem like it happened in real time dude like they did with Horacio this episode when oh Horacio it was so bad he can't compete and they splice in this post-production footage of TJ Singh telling him that he has to go home when it's very clear that it was just the executive producer who was having a conversation with Horacio. Like, it's just like, yeah. doesn't, you had it's, Booth it's and really you unauthentic. had, it's just so insulting, right? Like it's, it just makes every, they, they just assume we're also a dub. Well, yeah. the average person that watches this show, if you watch on Twitter, you could see that they're not too far off. I see. I, I think that's how many of those people are real. Well, not even that. That's not the average viewer. Like, like so, so people aren't even on Twitter. Like, there's plenty of people who watch the show who aren't on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. I know so many people who just. So I know some people who just watch. 
I don't know so many people, but most of the people who I've interacted with my daily through, I find out they watch the show. No Reddit, no Twitter, no any sort of internet engagement whatsoever. They watch the show. They buy 80% of the narratives the show puts out. They just, whoever the show wants them to like, they like, and so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, it's, it's their junk food TV. I get it. It's like how my wife watches one of those other dumb reality shows that's out there now. Although I will say, I, really I know we're going off topic, but you know, have y'all heard of this MILF Island show that's out now? MILF Manor. MILF Manor. Yeah, I know MILF Manor. Oh my yes, I know God, Manor. it's brutal. It's like, if this can be on TV, why can't the challenge show just a little more party entertainment atmosphere? Because my God, on this MILF wow. Manor thing, the moms are there with their sons and then the sons are hooking up with other moms there. And then like the first <laughs> challenge, the first challenge the women had to feel up every dude's chest and guess which one was their sons. That was no the first episode. Way. Yes. It was like a car crash watching this. It's so you just, think, which wow. channel is this on? Is it? It's on TLC. Wow. Man, TLC has gone to the world. Yeah. It, TLC used to be like all doctor shows where they would have like real stories of the ER. Now they're showing MILF yeah. Manor and my 800 pound wife. Wife or life? Either or. Take your pick. Both. <laughs> uh, is, anything, is that a show that will have staying power, you think, or is this like a novelty act? Like, oh, are you watching that every week? I, I, did, I watched it once just to see it because I couldn't believe that they put this show on the air. And then it was like, God. It was bad. Who, who ends up on the challenge first? One of the moms or the sons? <sighs> Don't give them any ideas. That's the last thing we need. From Milf Manor, we have oh, Sheila. The oh, the moms the are like in their forties and fifties. Yeah, Devin would be all about it. I'm there sure. was a lot. Let me put it this way: there's a lot of uh, uh, ex-wives driving around the 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 ex-husband's Escalade kind of situation going on on that show. A lot of plastic. Well, they're on a manor. This is not for the, the peasants. This is, this is you know, oh, a, yeah, a highfalutin show. I mean, there's some serious money been spent on plastic surgery on this show. <laughs> All right. DJ comes into the house. He tells them that the final is starting now. He says that this is going to be the hardest and longest test of their friendship and that the final is going to be 100 hours long. And I did think it was funny that once he says that, Anissa just starts to laugh. <laughs> uh, because I feel like that's the only appropriate response to that. Olivia says that she thought TJ was joking, that this was kind of like uh, him being sarcastic. And Nani says that she's going to start giving herself a pep talk in her head to kind of just motivate her throughout this. Devin talks about how that endurance has been an issue for him in the past. That's the reason that he lost the last final and that he's been working on his endurance. And TJ says the final starts the moment that they get in the cars to drive to the first checkpoint. They start to play uh, I Will Buy You a New Life. I thought this was a really good great, song, great to, song. Uh, to put in as they kind of transition into the, the first part of the final. Olivia says that she's nervous. Orasio says that he's going to have to keep control of his emotions in the final, and that's going to be his biggest challenge. Johnny starts asking a horse for directions as they drive to the first checkpoint when caballo and anisa this is where anisa starts talking about what finals are like and i was like she's literally never been on a really tough final because i don't think I she's, would also, just... sitting next to, she's also with jordan 
Say it again. Well, she, she's partnered with Jordan, who has quite a bit of experience running difficult finals. With a yeah, broken freaking some... leg at that. Yeah. All right, so everyone gets out of the car. Well, well, okay, well, real, real quickly here, too. So are they actually driving the cars, or are they yeah. some sort of system? They had they're escorts, though. They had escorts showing them how to get there. If you looked in certain camera shots, you could see a chase car and a lead car showing them where to go. I just think that's a lot of risk to just give these people cars in random, random nowhere, Argentina, have them drive them, and you're getting off road. Like they can hit something very easily. There's freaking no horses right them. there. Yeah, that's what a big deal. An hour. They were going maybe the thirty, maybe, and like I said, they had a lead in a chase car, so no one got lost. Like this wasn't a. You don't think deal. there's any chance the horse like runs and hits the car? No. I mean, that's always a risk, but if you're under yeah, 30 like, miles an hour, you'll be able to stop. Like, there's always a chance you could get into an accident every time you get in a car, but it's pretty Who would minimal. be liable in that situation if they damage the vehicle? Uh, if they damage the like vehicle. Like, if Banana's like, ah, and it hits a tree, is that him? Or oh, that's that, production. Yeah, because I would assume that at that point, it's probably, like, a prop of the show, right? Yeah. And that if they damage, like, a prop of the show, it's the liability of the production company. I think it was a bad idea. I think they got lucky. I'm frightened. I think it was a good way. I think it was a good way for them to like start the final and like, okay, it's going to be a hundred hours, but like they had a nice little leisurely drive for the first two or three. We need to do uh, like a, a YouTube video where we do driving with Rob and we like kind of remember uh, we get like the, uh, Cribs version of Rob showing us his uh, his car and what it's like, <laughs> and then we do like a, a com- we need to... comedians and coffee uh, driving around with Rob. Someone just threw ice all over it, so it needs to go under the go be taken care of for a little bit. Yeah, I was up near your neck of the woods this last week, and every time I got ready to cross the street, I was looking left and right, making sure he wasn't swerving towards me. So you know, <laughs> oh, please, very a very competent driver. I mean, you're the one worried about these people getting in an accident driving the 20 miles. <laughs> I, just think it's unnecessary. I just think it's an unnecessary risk. You're just random people. You have driving cars. You don't know what their driving experience is. What if they don't have, like... I think they're like, like, Tori doesn't know how to... Like, Tori gets in the car and doesn't know how to drive a stick. What if she just started driving and then her not driving a stick like didn't come up until they got going? I mean, like, I mean I the good thing is, as slow as they were driving, all you had to do was get it from first to second, so... Bad, my take, bad idea. My, my, well, my general opinion is the less vehicles in the show, the better. I know that the person on the show just has an OnlyFans account where they just look at cars all day. And it's, that's, that's their entertainment. But I, 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 for me personally, less cars, the better. All right. OnlyFans car edition. Oh, my God. Yes. So just... Do they just, like, rub the chassis down with oil and talk about it? Like, it's one of those things where, like, you know how they like the the cliche '90s ad of like the attractive girl who's like laid over the car. They're like just zooming in on the hood of the car. They're ignoring the woman and just looking at that. That's what they're doing. <sighs> Everyone gets out of the cars. Tori brings up that Nani has been to three finals in a row. She says that this isn't going to be an easy final for Devin and her to win. We get to the first station, and TJ tells everyone to. Drops the, drop the trunks that they carried from their Jeeps at their colored stations. And at each of the colored stations, there is our two exercise bikes, two stationary bikes. And he says that inside the trunks, there is camping equipment for them to be able to use to sleep with that night. But they can only get 
the key to the camping equipment, the key to the trunk, after they collectively ride 100 kilometers on the stationary bikes. And in my notes, I think to myself, 65 miles on a bike really is not a lot, especially when no. you have to split it between two people. It's a couple really hours. A couple hours yeah. tops. Tori you wonder if Bananas got a little got worried, that. though, after what happened on Free Agents with Nani? You That's think what it... I was going to say. Donnie definitely had a, had a little bit of PTSD in this situation, I'm sure. So, well, let's wait one scene to talk about this. But Tori brings up that Devin isn't known for his endurance. Johnny says that they need to let him know after they show Horacio with his shirt uh, shirt off so that once they flash to him, he can suck in his gut. And they get the montage of Horacio, which I thought they let on a little too long. Or they definitely let on way too long. But then they showed Devin with his shirt off after, and I thought that kind of made it a little bit more funny. But this is yeah. where Devin It's also up. like, they, they weren't giving him any favors with the lighting there, though. The way they had the lighting is not what you want if you're trying to show him definition. <laughs> I mean, Yo, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the definition of my abs. It's called round. So it doesn't not matter what angle you look at. I've got the father figure going on. The lighting was not... Never mind. But like the, the lighting was not what you they should be doing. I'll leave it there. This is where Devin brings up that there's no benefit to being first in this portion of the final. And I completely agree. I think he's definitely right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I what's the why... difference? You're going to finish 20 minutes quicker? Who cares? Just pedal the bike and conserve your energy. It looked like Horacio and Jordan were hauling ass, and I didn't really get the point of it. Johnny starts to joke about popping a wheelie on the bike, and Nani starts to get frustrated with him when he starts to do this and try and hit her with his shirt. And what a killjoy she's turned into, right? I think she just really wants to fucking win. I think yeah. she, I think she's aware that this is her this is her shot, right? In the same way mm -hmm. that. Leroy, throughout his time on the show, there were some seasons more so than others that if he was ever going to do it, it was that season. His last season, it may have honestly been his best shot in Double Agents. Well, I mean, he had two pretty good shots at the end with that in World of Worlds, too. I mean, if that finals are structured a little bit differently, they really easily could have won. Yeah. And then on Double Agents, if he just takes up Amber instead of Nani, he might win. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he's, I, I think Nani's fully aware that if this is going to happen, it's right now. And so I think she's trying to be just as locked in as, as she can get. Olivia or Olivia and Orasio finished first, followed by Anissa and Jordan, followed by Johnny and Nani. And then we get everyone setting up their tents. Olivia tells Orasio that she snores at night. Johnny tells Nani to uh, get the tent together while he goes to get warm by the fire, joking around. And then Nani... This is, I thought, one of the lighthearted moments that was kind of funny where... As they start to unpack all the pack camping gear, Nani sees one of the foldable, foldable chairs in the trunk and starts to go crazy over it, which I don't know why, but I thought that <laughs> was We've got little funny. camping chairs. It's so great. Yeah. It was good. Tori it was and Devin funny. finally finish. And then we get to the tent section where everyone gets ready for bed and goes to bed. Tori brings up that she went six more kilometers than Devin. And it, honestly, like... I think that makes sense, right? Like, if Tori's yeah. better at endurance, like, I think that Devin needs to try and conserve conserve as much energy, energy as possible here. Yeah. We get to the next morning. Johnny goes to the bathroom. Everyone wakes up. TJ gets there. 
And Johnny so staged that, though. That was what was hilarious. Like, I could so hear Bananas hearing TJ's ATV coming, and he runs over to a tree and drops his pants to make a funny moment. And it works. That's why you have Johnny Bananas on the season. Who else would do that? They... I could see Devin doing it. I honestly have PTSD from the music that they play once they start the missions. It sounds like a duck that's dying what do you mean? that they play on repeat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like the dubstep the stuff? It's not dubstep. It's just like... Do you know what I'm talking about? It's so I fucking annoying. They play this week. <laughs> they, no, they play, every, a, they play every single time. It's the generic... Uh, the, the, just, just, the generic EDM, like... I'll find it uh, and I'll show it to you. Okay. He explains what's going to happen to them for the day. It's going to be a long race. There will be seven stations, and if you win that day, it will give you an advantage for the next day. Yeah, two minute head starts a big advantage, TJ. Thanks a lot, buddy. I want them to. I want them to like really lean into how insignificant the first day is, and make it that you get. I don't know. We'll get like, you an extra Subway sandwich for dinner. There you go. There's your, yeah. there's your prize, motherfucker. Eat it. You get an extra blanket that night to sleep with. <laughs> you're gonna pick what? No, how about you get to pick what color you are for the next day? You get to call a loved one that night and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, you get you get a loved one. Hey, I day. know. How about this? You get to sit in the back of a pickup truck and watch a horrible movie like Gulliver's Travels, like the new one, Survivor, and then you have to talk about if... how great it. Oh, I'm, that's the. That's it. What they should do is they get to sit and watch a special screening of Puss in Boots, and then they have to act all excited. Dude, that's <laughs> it for I, sure. I, I know one that's of my friends it. saw Puss in Boots too. Supposedly, it was fantastic. It was I, fantastic. My daughter liked it. It was. She had a great time. I've gotten so far. Did you go to the theater? What do we have to get Devin to watch Puss in Boots? Dude, honestly, there's so little at the theaters right now that this girl earlier in the week asked if I wanted to see a movie on Friday night. And we started to look at what was available, and I was like, Puss in Boots doesn't look like a fucking bad option right there. Now yeah, it's Puss in Boots li- and Avatar, they, and that's about dude, it. They don't make they don't make movies anymore. No, like, they, they just don't. Don't really exist. I don't. I don't really like. So every Monday night, I have a couple of my friends and I get together and we watch a movie. That's like a thing we do. I honestly, I do homework or work during the movie most of the time. I'm there for more for just socialization before and after. I don't like watch many movies or TV anymore. Like the challenge, the challenge honestly exhausts me. Like I watch the challenge and I'm like, I don't have much capacity for not sports TV. Like for the next week, like I'll have Seinfeld running around in the background while I'm working and that's it. All right. Day one starts and immediately as they start to run, Jordan tries to take a shortcut. Anissa rolls her ankle <laughs> and she's in a ton I was of wondering what's happened here. And, I'll say this, I do not blame Jordan for this at all, because no. if they, so if they are going to win, Jordan knows this, and I am of the belief of this too, they cannot try and play everyone straight up, because nope. if they try and play everyone straight up, they just will lose, right? So, and so he has to try and take as many of these risks as possible, and this is what Jordan's really good at, right? He's trying mm-hmm. to, he's really good at trying to figure out how to outsmart people in yeah. a lot of the physical he aspects knows. of the game. And I think this is a risk that you have to take. He needs to try and take yeah. as many of the easiest risks as possible. So so my, my take, I, I, from a principle standpoint, I completely agree with you. This is the wrong time to do it. I think their whole strategy should be, let's just last until the last stage. Let's just not do anything 
just no injury risks, no anything. We're just going to play this completely as conservative as possible. We'll be like jog walking most of these stages. Just let's just survive. And then once we get to the mile and a half tangram, Nice is actually pretty good at tangrams. She does the tangram. Hope she has enough in the tank where we can like take a couple. Or at least you have enough of a head start. Maybe you can outlast them. Honestly, now that we're talking through this, honestly, the best strategy may just be just just fucking finish, right? Because yeah, that's my point. Just just finish and just well, no, and just hope that the producers fuck this up enough that a lot of people quit, and or that the design of the final essentially makes it so that it is a random draw on who wins the season. I think that's definitely a viable strategy, and we've talked about that before. Yeah. I mean, I get it from Jordan's perspective at this point, too. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. He sees that they're running up way ahead and then taking a right. So even if she's just walking, she's going to be just walking anyway. Cut through the woods. Fine. Go for it. The problem is, is that Anissa is not in shape and definitely has not been hiking. So her footing and uneven ground is going to be tenuous at best. And sure enough, she rolls her ankle 10 minutes into the final. It really seems like, and we haven't gotten it yet, and we'll get to it later throughout this episode as we continue to recap, that they are almost setting up Anissa to quit because she continues to say, my ankle's hurt and of course I don't want it to get more hurt. Like she's giving herself a narrative and an open door to be able to quit once she's given the opportunity and once she gets to that point. Yeah. Her her little tour of the last week on the podcast and stuff just illustrates why she's the cockroach of the challenge and why I get so damn frustrated with her on the converse side of that. Because she was blaming Jordan for their poor performance. It's like you, you can't look in the mirror and tell people that you didn't train, you didn't get in shape, you hurt yourself, and it's Jordan's fault. Okay, great. Thanks. Appreciate that, Anissa. You're not, you might be selling this to some really gullible people. But this is the freaking challenge. You know what these finals are. You've watched and you've been on enough of these things. You should know to show up in shape. And she doesn't. She chooses not to. Well, what's the over-under on how many more seasons Anissa does? God, she'll be we'll 60 the, with we'll a walker the... uh, at this point. <laughs> they keep it. Sky we'll loves her. Sky's going to keep inviting Anissa back every chance she gets. We'll say within the next four years. Within the next four years, how, how many more seasons? She'll be, be on all of them. She'll be on all of them. She can't be on all. Yes, yeah, she will. If they do like legends versus, you know, uh, prospects or whatever, she'll be a legend. It's going to be hilarious when they finally do like the Johnny versus West versus CT, like captain season. And on the female side of it, it's like Laurel. I don't know, Laurel, Cara, Anissa, or... and Kara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Anissa. And you could just see like Wes and CT and Johnny drawing straws for who's paired with Anissa. Like you, you got to take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We get to the first station. It's essentially a large game of ladders where they have to throw bolos at the ladder. And once you successfully get a bolo on the ladder, you can sabotage someone else with some gross drink. Nani says that they started to sabotage Tori and Devin because that they were in the lead. Each team kind of takes shots back and forth at each other before that they agree to make a truce between each team. Devin and Johnny agree to do this and not sabotage each other. Jordan says that 
the three teams ahead of them, because they're obviously in last at this point, are just handing <laughs> drinks out to each other. And Tori and Devin finished first, and Jordan immediately or Devin immediately goes to drink the first drink that they have to drink, and I feel like he spills eighty percent of it on oh, himself yeah. and just throws up twenty that, percent. That's that, that's the move, right? That is like, the what move. Do they make it do. Because what you do is, is you basically spill the first one, and production goes, hey, Devin, you have to drink it all. You can't do that. Oh, okay, sorry, but you've just dumped out half the drink. Because they can't prove whether or not you're actually throwing up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, especially like, with a drink. Up. Yeah, like, like, they don't know if it actually, like, went in your body, you know? Like, what are they going to do? Um, I, I, how do you feel about the eating challenges in general? I just, I'm over it. Like, I don't, they I don't really get what just, it buys us. They just want montage slow motion of people vomiting. That is like somebody like Justin Booth has a wet dream and he sits there and he watches people so vomit somebody, and it brings him so much delight. Somebody, after the uh, vehicular OnlyFans, there's the vomiting OnlyFans that they have. Going. Well, that probably is a porn fetish website, so I'd be careful there. I'm I, I'm I'm sure there's also a Fast and the Furious OnlyFans type thing. If you, sure. if you look for, uh, I would not be surprised at all. I feel like they used to play off the eating challenges on Survivor way better than they didn't do on the challenge. Because on Survivor, it was more about, like, the mental fear and the mental obstacle of actually having to eat whatever it was they were eating and not just them violently throwing up like it is on the challenge. Like, I don't think that they've ever done a montage of people just vomiting on Survivor. Well, on Survivor, it was never, like eat a bunch of stuff it was like here is a live pygmy worm eat it like it was one thing so you could play up the mental aspect on the challenge it's like here's a plate of whale shit eat it well it's also on the challenges people are there consistently they like they have a strategy a strategy of how to get through it and the strategy is just pound it down and bob it a bunch of it out and spit out a bunch of it like that's just what the the A game strategy is so people have kind of worked around it. I mean, I my t- I also just like if people are going to have their personal religious beliefs violated by stuff they want them to do on the show, I'm never about that. Uh, for me personally, I just don't. Like, I, I, that's my take, and other people may disagree with that, whatever. But I, I don't need that. If, if you're going to have them do an eating challenge, have them one, have them do one that they all. Clearly, if Tori is vegan, they cater to her throughout the season, and they make it like allow her to have meals and food throughout the season that's vegan. So I don't see why that can't be the case. See, I think this is a your generation versus my generation thing. I look at it as, okay, for like the meals throughout the season, sure, here's vegan meals. But when you get to a final, it's kind of like all bets are off. If you want to win, you got to do what you got to do. And if you don't want to eat it, fine, but there's consequences for it. And in this case, Devin had to drink the whole thing. And we saw that with Nehemiah in All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he made that decision. Um, How bad do you want this money? If you really want this money, you'll pound it out. I, I don't like that. The only place that, that I draw the line in the sand on that, Rob, just to give you a, a, a hint of my thought process here, the only one that I draw the line on is like pork because like Jewish people, Islamic people, they're not allowed to eat pork because it's considered well, unclean my... and stuff. But like vegan is a choice. I mean, I guess you could say your religion's a choice too. But like nobody's born but, vegan. You know what I mean? Like you can be born I, I, Jewish I and born Islamic. That's somebody's, somebody's beliefs or somebody's beliefs, whether they're religious, personal, whatever. If you're going to respect people's beliefs, I don't see why I shouldn't extend out further. A lot of people who would then would be vegan would probably actually be more vigilant in their belief that they shouldn't be eating it than somebody who is culturally Jewish or culturally Islamic. 
I mean, That's the only fair. reason that people the only reason that people are vegan is because Scientology didn't get to him first. I mean, like, <laughs> I, 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 all right, let's we got it. We got to get. We got to. We got to. We got. We got to. We got to get this moving. We got to get this. Oh movement. my god. Tori and Devon are first, and I actually got that from Joe Rogan, so I can't even, like, claim that I, like... It's, I that's a great that. line, regardless of where it came from. I'd never heard that before. Olivia, <laughs> Olivia, when it's their turn to start uh, drinking all of... I guess I didn't even talk about it. Olivia cut her finger earlier in this, yeah. so she had to get stitches. A lot of blood. Uh, on the bolo ball, right? It was the bolo ball toss Yeah, that yeah it was on the, the carabiner off. that was attached to the ball. And she's getting stitched up. And as she's getting finished stitched up, she starts to try and drink whatever gross drink that they have to drink. And as she starts yeah, to drink, and b- right before she does, she goes, where are we supposed to throw up? Like, she, yeah. it's like it's a given she that knows. they're going to start throwing up. What is it that they're drinking? Do we know? It's fish guts. Fish it was fish guts. Uh, one of the podcasts, they said it was like some weird fish gut thing that smelled like tuna. Okay. It seems like Jordan and Anissa finish, then Johnny and Nani finish after them, but I can't be entirely certain. And we yeah, have Jordan no idea what and Anissa beat. Real time. Yeah, uh, Devin and Tori finished first, then Jordan and Anissa, then Bananas and Nani, and then Arasio and Olivia finished. This is where we continue to get the Devin and Tori winners at it. Devin says that his strength is being able to switch up strategy on the fly, and Tori says that her biggest strength is her heart and that she's not going to quit. We get to station two. They have to move a tire one kilometer from one checkpoint to another. And each tire has the name of someone that was on the season or a pair that was on the season. And they have to order the tires from the person that was first eliminated to the person that was last eliminated. And as this don't forget that the tires couldn't hit the ground either. They made a very big point to say like, hey, tires can't touch the ground. They made a big point to say that, but there was never any payoff from that. So I almost wonder why they even... Nobody dropped it. I think they took that rule seriously. Johnny says that the true challenge is going to be keeping Nani focused throughout throughout this. And what's ironic, because that's why he's just like joking around and trying to distract her the night before. Um, Johnny, I thought it was interesting that Johnny pretty much called out what they were going to have to do with the tires... Jordan starts to get frustrated with Anissa, and Tori is having a tough time remembering who was even on the season, and she was on the season. Uh, Well, didn't she have that little booklet she had written down of the eliminated people? She mentions that she has a notebook that she wrote down, the people that were eliminated, and she looked back at it every once in a while. And Nani says that she realized that Anissa was limping, Devin says that he wants Tori and him to take a second to think about what what they were doing and get everything in order. And this is where Devin mentions that they have a pretty big lead. Johnny uh, tries to motivate Naughty, and he he goes, we have 80 hours left. You've gone harder in Vegas for 80 hours than this. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. And she's like, thanks, Johnny. That helps. Uh, Devin and Tori finish the first station and TJ, this is where they have TJ taking out the ATV, just driving around, uh, hate it, dude. Really weird. We get to station three. 
where teams have to use a slingshot to knock out targets. Each team has to knock out one target per person unless you get a sabotage thrown against you. If you do get a sabotage thrown against you, you have to knock out two targets per person. Tori and Devin seem like they fly through this. It almost seems like they get it on their first shot each. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't air a lot of it, but it it seems very quick. They sabotage Olivia and Horacio. They will now have to get two targets apiece. Johnny and Nani finally finish Station 2. Horacio and Olivia finish Station 2. And this is where we see Devin and Tori start walking. Um, Which, honestly... I mean, kind of makes sense if they know that... Power to them, dude. They, they, yeah. You got time. If they know that... I think it's too, is with the way this is set up... Oh, sorry, go ahead. If they know that this is just going to be an advantage for the next day and that this isn't some type of cumulative event, there's really no reason for them to push it. Exactly. No. If you just beat everybody by four seconds, it seems like it's the same thing as beating them by four hours. Olivia and Horacio get to, get to Station 2. Uh, or, excuse me, the... What is this? 3? Yeah, Station 3. Mm-hmm. They realize that they have to hit four targets. Johnny and Nani finally hit their two targets. They were there a really long time, and it seemed like they really struggled to be able to complete this. Horacio gets two targets in a row. Jordan is still trying to motivate Anissa <laughs> to finish the second checkpoint. And Olivia starts to talk about how it's difficult to use the slingshot with the way that her finger was injured from the previous checkpoint. And this Oof. is where we start to get to the end of the episode and Olivia has her freak accident where she fires a slingshot, the golf ball hits off something that we don't see what it is and comes well, back and hits her directly in the face. Okay, um, so did it hit off something or did it just ricochet back? It ricocheted it? back. It That's ricocheted what I off saw. Something. Yeah. Okay. Which is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I ricochet was not the right word then. I thought what might have happened is because when you looked at the way she was holding it, the ball was very low in the pocket when the, the one she released that hit her. And I had thought the way she released it, it had like spun around and flung no. back into her. That the, no, no that it bounced off of something and came right back at her. I, I don't think that's completely impossible. With that amount of force, yeah, I don't think that is possible. If it's pulling it that way, how's it going to like get enough force to like come back at her? Because even in the oh, video, it's a long you string. Can... Listen, so even in the video, you can see that the ball leaves. There's like a moment of time, and then you can see the ball come back into the frame. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then it just smacked the shit out of her right between the eyes. Did you, I, mean, I, I could tell pre- as soon as they were... That, yeah, during that shot when the ball was like still on the pocket, I'm like, this is going to be bad. It was a pretty scary moment. Uh, she starts to bling, bleed everywhere. The medic comes. She thinks she broke her nose. She has a huge welt in between her eyes. Uh, she had a hairline her. fracture in her skull from it. Yeah, yeah, worse than broken nose. Well, I think someone sent me... My friend Ian sent me a message this morning, and I think that he said that she had... What was it? He told me what it was. Had, it was she had some grade of concussion? Yeah, she, she had a concussion. five bones in her face. Yeah. Yeah, oof. And it was a hairline fracture of her skull from it. It's funny because during that scene, somebody was like, why are they wearing helmets? And I'm like, wow. Found out why. Now we found out why they're wearing helmets. Should have been wearing goggles. Yeah. Yeah, Either way, that is by far the most gruesome challenge injury we've ever seen. And it was like a freak accident too. Like, Oh, I don't know about that. It was, it's by far the most gruesome one we've seen. There've been like worse hits to the head where people have gotten knocked unconscious, but like, 
I, I just have to think about it. I'm just not right. The scariest one besides that was Leroy on Vendettas with the car. Yeah, that one's bad. But this one was like, with the Leroy thing, because of, of the blood. depth of the camera, it looked bad, but he didn't have like marks on him. He just knocked out. This, you could physically see the ball smack her in the forehead and blood start shooting out of it. It was like, brutal. So you, so you think this is worse than Brad on the ruins? Yeah, because you couldn't yeah. even see the impact. You saw the result of the impact, so. but you didn't see like this is the like, moment of impact and then the blood starts shooting out into the air. This is like uh, Batman 2 when Danny DeVito's the penguin and he like bites <laughs> the guy's nose and like oh, yeah. blood just starts like gushing everywhere. It's it's like yeah. that level. I So when they were showed the confessionals of Olivia and Horacio this episode, and I think a lot of confessionals recently... Mm-hmm. I noticed that like Olivia had something on her face and that I, I assumed it was like a zit that she was like covering up with makeup. Um, and it was honest. I thought this was a pretty fucking scary moment. Uh, oh yeah, this was bad. And honestly, I don't really, I don't really know what production could have reasonably done to kind of present, prevent something like this, because this is almost, I feel like the type of thing that, you can't necessarily necessarily plan for unless you're really galaxy braining yourself and trying to think of every possible thing that could go wrong. And I, I mean, know that they try and do that. Helmet or goggles or something, but like, yeah, that, you probably wouldn't. Even the goggles, I don't think that would have prevented the injury. Would it have depending on how big they were? It probably would no. have deflected it. That's about it. I don't think the I goggles. Guess you could were, have like, like a paintball they... mask. Unless they were wearing, like, hockey masks that, like, go over your face and, like, protect yeah. your eye. But, like, I mean, they're Even not going to do that. No. Like, I mean, because I was... think about it like this. Horacio's literally standing a few feet away from her without a helmet on. He's he's done. You know what I mean? He's, he's chilling. He's pretty much just, like, resting. Like, something even worse could happen. Um, yeah. I, I think paint, a paintball mask would be the one thing I could say. But, again, like, yeah, you're just – that's be that's we're just saying that in hindsight. I can't imagine that in the meetings they would have thought that was necessary, that, that had really come up. Yeah, and I don't blame him either. Orasio yeah, says that he's either. gonna. Orasio says that he's gonna try and run the final without her. Or Olivia gets taken away in an ambulance, and this is where they dub in TJ Alfred to the fact, telling Orasio that he's been eliminated when really it was just production, uh, telling him that he was done. The executive producer, I think, does a good job here. She consoles Orasio as he starts to cry, and they give Orasio and Olivia a good send off. Um, and kind of, they re- reveal the curtain, right? Uh, they show Olivia mm-hmm. what she looks like soon after. And then they also show them what we come to find out is three months later, giving their confessionals. Um, and so I definitely think it's sad to see them leave. Um, it's going to be, I think, leave for a really anticlimactic next couple of episodes because there's only it's three a teams left. race. And really, there's only two teams left. And I thought that Olivia and Horacio were actually performing pretty well. Uh, better than I, I thought. Because they, they had a lot of adversity. I mean, they had all the sabotages. They had they had a ton of those drinks. They had Olivia has all these injuries. I thought they had been very competent in that point. There was that yeah. to see them go. Closing thoughts on episode 17. I, I mean, a lot. Yeah, like a lot happened for a final. It's just I'm going to be skeptical about how much this all means until we get to the end. Yeah. I mean, I'm with Rob. I enjoyed it. I mean, I could have done with a little less hero shots of TJ on a motorcycle or an ATV, yeah. and I could have probably yeah. had an extra 
minute or so of my life back from the slow motion vomit montage. But other than that, like it was an enjoyable first leg. Um, I'm intrigued to see how it ends. I hope that they don't screw the pooch, but recent years have, you know, shown that I need to be skeptical until we get to the end. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. We're about to do a patron episode. That's going to be a mailbag. If you'd like to listen to that, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles, subscribe for $4 per month. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good start to your week. Bye.